It's game day. And this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Champion Celtic return home to face St Mirren as they look to bounce back from their Ibrox defeat. It's a huge day at the bottom with Kilmarnock hosting St Johnston, Livingston taking on Dundee United and Motherwell up against Ross County and Hearts are currently leading Aberdeen 2-1 in the race for third. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio today is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Well, if tension is the theme of the day, then Hearts and Aberdeen are setting the tone at Tynecastle. Matty Pollock put Aberdeen ahead in the first half Josh Ginelli with a wonderful equaliser before the interval and then the captain the inspiration Lauren Shanklin put Hearts 2-1 up there's a £5 million side stake here whoever finishes third will get guarantees of European football until Christmas so we'll wait and see how that one finishes elsewhere well it's about absent friends Dundee United bottom of the league going to Livingston minus Stephen Fletcher out for the remainder of the season by all accounts who will score goals for Dundee United likewise St Mirren at Celtic Park they've lost Alec Grieve and Brian Flynn Curtis Main is the only one left yeah, what a weekend of drama we've got in store and it started last night with the, the playoffs for the, the Premiership and Partick Thistle with a great result and then over to Hearts and Aberdeen as it stands just now Hearts cutting the deficit to two points and with every chance of pitting Aberdeen for third and then at the bottom of the table the bottom three all in action today and each one of those could finish the afternoon bottom of the table Yeah, the fight certainly for third uh, at Tencastle this afternoon Hearts great advantage close that gap as the guy said there but all eyes got to be in the bottom of the league this afternoon. A lot of exciting games, a lot of important games. I'm looking forward to Rugby Park. A war of words between the two managers. That'll be interesting. Yeah, not only that, Hugh Keevans, playoff drama as well. Playoff yeah. game between Partick Thistle and Air United last night. Annan and Clyde as well. We know what happened there. And of course, there's a big one between Hamilton and Airdrie later on today as well. Well, the cliche is that Partick Thistle have uh, one foot in the Premiership. I would say they have both feet and one arm in the Premiership they have a lead that looks to be sustainable for them and unsustainable for Air United but Air United will need to hope that Akinyemi is back for the return in Air next Friday night it shows the value of having a goal scorer like him when he's not there it just didn't happen and Brian Graham at the age of 35 an evergreen for Partick Thistle two goals for him but today Hamilton Aki's, uh, the return leg uh, against Airdrie. There's only one goal in it. John Rankin surely will get the support of those Hamilton Aki's fans, even the morons who abused him last weekend. Yeah, huge, huge day across the top flight. As we say, it has already kicked off. Hearts 2-1 up against Aberdeen and then four huge matches. Celtic against St Mirren, Motherwell, Ross County, Kilmarnock, St Johnston and then Livingston, Dundee United. And then on top of that, tomorrow, 12 o'clock kickoff. Hibs taking on Rangers. Lots to get our teeth into and lots to discuss. And we hope you can join us as well at the open line at five o'clock we want to hear from you whatever's happened with your team today or maybe your interest is tomorrow we'll want you to join the discussion then but for now it's time to go around the grounds let's start with Celtic Park Fraser Wisher is at Celtic against St Mirren 
I am. Celtic Park looking quite quiet at the moment. Andrew, as it always does at this time of the day, but uh, began to fill up slowly. And the early team news for those on their way to Celtic Park is that Andy Postacoglu's picked pretty much what we would all think was the full-strength team. But one surprise is that Timoko Iwata signs a defensive midfield player. It looks like he'll play centre-back instead of Kobayashi, who had such a tough time at Ibrox last week. And I think Andy Postacoglu will know Celtic fans looking for a positive reaction from his team after last week's defeat at Ibrox. That's one of the very few disappointments, though, that the fans have experienced this season and the players will be aware also of the expectations of the Celtic fans. It's also Celtic's first home game since they won the league at Tynecastle a couple of weeks ago in front of only a small number of supporters. So I think the Celtic fans come here wanting to be entertained, wanting to be in celebratory mode and they've pretty much been entertained this season with the attacking football week in, week out because the side has played with plenty of attacking force, goals and today's an ideal opportunity to get back on track. Three games a week before the cup final against the Venice Cali Thistle on June the 3rd and Alan Chipotle want to finish the season on a high they've been so dominant it's hard to see what's left them for the play for but they want to score more goals get more points and I think important is to keep the gap or even widen the gap between themselves and Rangers come the end of the season but they're playing against St Mern they've still got plenty to play for we've talked often about what a terrific season they have had so far and still got a European place to play for still a possibility although that would be difficult because they get Pataudry in midweek and then at home to Rangers next Saturday I think last week's late equaliser by Hearts was a real hammer blow for them they now sit three behind Hibs and without that Shankland Golden right in the mix right up a point behind Hibernian in this race for the conference place but as you said Simmons' push hasn't been helped by the injuries to strikers they lost a younger out for the season and Tony Watt similarly had an operation on his ankle that's grieve injured this week and at least Curtis May been terrific this season only fit senior striker and Greg Kilty will move forwards from midfield to support him along with O'Hara and Burns Celtic of course we know will have plenty of the ball but no point in Simmons sitting back they need the points need to get on the front foot when they can and take advantage of any opportunity when they get into the Celtic box because even a point today would be welcome as I said, strong Celtic team four changes out go Bernabe, Kobayashi, Abada and O they'll go drop onto the bench in come Iwata, Taylor, Kyogo and Maeda usual formation, Joe Hart in goals a back four, Anthony Ralston, Carl Stalfit Tomoki, Iwata and Greg Taylor midfield, Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor and Rio Hitati and Diogo Jota Kyogo Furuhashi and Daisen Maeda as the three forwards, Scott Bain, Siad, Haksabanovic Liel Abada, David Turnbull Yuki Kobayashi, Hyungju O Alexandro Bernabe, James Forrest and Ben Summers are on the bench. Forrest and Mern, two changes. Tanzer drops to the bench. Grieve, as we said earlier, is injured. Income small and back. As usual formation for them, 3-5-2. Trevor Carson in goals. Back three, Marcus Fraser, Joe Shockness and Richard Taylor. Ryan Strain, Keanu Bacchus, Alex Gogic, Mark O'Hara and Thierry Small in midfield with Greg Kilty and Curtis Main as the two up front. Peter Rominski, Declan Gallagher, Charles Dunn, Luke Kenny, Scott Tanzer, Colin Boyd-Munce, Fraser Taylor, Kieran Offord and Lewis Jimison are the subs. And the referee today itself Park is David Monroe and on the VAR is Stephen Kirkland Yeah well some very interesting team news there indeed Yuki Kobayashi drops to the bench, Tomoki Iwata comes in and will be playing at the centre of defence what do you make of that Hugh? I thought coming into the studio today that uh, if Kobayashi was playing the first thing Curtis Main would do would be to give him a wee reminder early on of who's going to boss that relationship he didn't play well against Rangers. He was out-muscled, he was out-fought, he looked terrorised by what was going on at Ibrooks. Now, what does Ange Postacoglu do? Because he's left them out. Now, 
You don't have to speak perfect English to understand that that translates as the manager did not have faith in me to play against St Mirren after what happened at Ibrox. So now what happens? Does Iwata play in the cup final against Inverness Cali Thistle as a centre-back? We'll see how he gets on against Curtis Main today, he and Carl Starfield. But if you're Yuki Kobayashi, that's a big blow to your morale. Yeah, what do you make of that, Mark? Because some people would see it as Yuki Kobayashi being dropped after maybe his last couple of performances, but other people may see it as Ange Postacoglu just trying out something new in Tomoki Awata. Well, of course he is trying out something new to see if Awata is a possibility, but he's only doing that because Kobayashi has shown up to be in poor form in the last couple of games. So he struggled badly at Ibrox, no doubt about that. I think he had a hand in both goals, if I'm being perfectly honest. And at Tynecastle, I don't think he was... Actually, uh, in very good form either. So the manager obviously thinks that it's a position that needs to be addressed. If you're Kobayashi, it's not a great vote of confidence from your manager. I'm surprised at the lineup from Ange Postacoglu, if I'm honest. I thought he would have went with the team, or as close to the team as possible as last week, because he gave these guys a chance to try something new and to give them game time to see if they were up for, it, up for the challenge, actually challenge in the starting 11 at, uh, at Celtic Park and he's changed it so quickly it makes me think well what was the point in trying that last week especially at Ibrox especially in front of 50,000 Rangers fans where it's hard for the established 11 to play never mind guys coming in off the bench so I thought he would have gave them game time he obviously thought not I've seen enough and I'm reverting back to the tried and well, trusted it's now a snap judgement it's not a considered opinion it's a snap judgement particularly with regard to Kobayashi um, but Ange Postacoglu is taking Celtic to play St Mirren today at home the first game at home since becoming the league champions two in a row and I think he's picked a team to, to put on a show for the Celtic supporters who were disappointed by the Celtic performance Ange Postacoglu said himself they surrendered to their fate in the second half against Rangers I think he wants to put on a show undoubtedly though the headline is Kobayashi out and that by putting in Iwata is putting a square peg into a round hole and we'll see how that works out. I mean, Tomoki Iwata has played at centre-back previously. He did play both there and in defensive midfield in Japan but I think he's only about 5 foot 8, Gordon, so it will be an interesting battle between him and Curtis Main up there. Yeah, he's got the experience to Starfield. He's got uh, Taylor, he's got Hart, he's got Ralston that all know the positions. Um... I think that Postacoglu's got one eye in the cup final. I don't think he's got great confidence in Kobayashi. I think that his Celtic career started not so great, but I'm not going to write him off. The, the lad's just in the door. He's got to take time. Maybe he's just taking him out of the firing line for a bit. Some managers do that. It doesn't look good. Of course it doesn't, because everybody going along to Celtic part, and we've already opened the show talking about it. But I think it's uh, if he's not playing well and the confidence isn't there, take him out. Settle five foot eight today, because I think Fraser said it there. And congratulations to Fraser giving that information. Just finished his PFA speech five minutes ago. <laughs> um, I I think you have that, that Fraser. <laughs> Listen, at least at least you turned up. At least you turned up. Dear, dear was, and David told me he's saying Fraser. Dear, dear was sitting in the house with a pot noodle. <laughs> <laughs> he, he turned down your invite and now he's insulting you. <laughs> exactly. but, but, but I've got to say, I, I think I think the information coming there from, from look, Fraser, right? I think Celtic will dominate the ball. 
He's a midfield player. I think that he could be a real threat today, coming out from the back, you know, making the passes and, you know, linking up with Callum McGregor. It'll be interesting to see how they rotate that today. I think that Postacoglu's got his mind on trying something different and looking for towards the cup final. Well, that's the team news from Celtic Park. Let's turn our attentions to the bottom half of the table. Roger Hanna is at Rugby Park for Kilmarnock against Ross County. Yes, Andrew, and we are really in the teeth of the relegation fight now. St Johnson arrive here ninth place, 36 points. Kilmarnock, one place and two points beneath them. The St Johnson away here today, away at Ross County midweek, and then finish next weekend at home to Levy. Kilmarnock home today, then away to Dundee United midweek, and then back here on the Sunday against Ross County. One will go down, one will go into a playoff, most likely against Partick Thistle after last night, and with Dundee United and Ross County both still beneath them. These two teams really do believe that they can pull off the great escape. Like Stephen McLean, well, he's he's more bullish than any other manager. He says they're coming here to win today. They will stay up. I think Derek McInnes was quite taken aback by the confidence emanating from Perth this week, and particularly when you look at the recent run of form. Andrew Kilmarnock have won three of their last six including that 2-0 victory against Livingston here last Saturday. St Johnson have won just one of their last nine and you really can't take anything from the three previous meetings one win each and a draw in the three meetings this season and despite a sort of perception that, that Stephen McLean was talking about through the week that St Johnson don't like the plastic down here they've lost just one of their last five visits to Rugby Park so it all makes for a, a really tense brought 90 minutes this afternoon to Marnock as you can imagine unchanged from that victory over Livingston and his Cameron he's back in the bench instead of young Bobby Wills but I'll give you the team Sam Walker in goal to back four Lewis Mayo Joe Wright Jerry Dorset, and Luke Chambers across the middle Danny Armstrong David Watson Luke, Liam Donnelly and Rory McKenzie in the front two of Christian Doidge and Kyle Vassell on the bench Hemming Sanders and Power Jones Lyons and Polworth Alston Robinson and as we said the recalled Ennis Cameron two changes for and Johnson after last week's defeat tomorrow Jamie Murphy drops to the bench and Daniel Phillips is out injured in come Ryan McGowan and a first St Johnson start for Cammy Ballantyne 23 year old attacking midfielder he was out on loan up and froze in the first half of the season he's only made one St Johnson appearance a late sub at Elgin in the Via Play Cup last July big call list from Stephen McLean they will go with Remy Matthews in goals the same back four James Brown Liam Gordon Andy Constantine and Adam Montgomery Ryan McGowan will play just in the front then it's a four of Dre Ride, Cammy Ballantyne Cammy McPherson and Graham Carey who turns 34 today and the lone striker is Stevie May on the bench Sinclair Mitchell and Gallagher Wotherspoon Murphy and Rudden Kane McLennan and Bear the referee is John Beaton and the VAR is Andrew Dallas yeah, every one of these games having a big effect on the other at Fur Park David Friel is watching on as Mother will take on Ross County today yeah, Andrew, and more relegation tension in there for Ross County here. They really need a win, but it's all smiles for Motherwell, I suppose. They're hosting a family fun day at Fur Park. The pressure's off. The place is mobbed outside. Great to see. It's bouncy castles, candy floss, face painters. I declined in case anybody's wondering. And loads of other stuff going on outside the stadium. So really, really mobbed. Good place, Motherwell, right now. Um, loads of families outside just now, but inside there's only one star attraction. That's obviously Motherwell striker Kevin Van Veen. What more can be said about him? He's now in 26 for the season, he's been nominated for the Scottish Football Writers Player of the Year award this morning and he's aiming to score in his ninth successive league match today, he's already got the record in the Premiership era after doing eight in a row last week at St Johnson but needs a few more to get past the likes of Mark Viduca and Marco Negri, they both managed to score in ten successive league games probably about 20-25 years ago but 
He went back against Kevin Van Veen to get his ninth successive game today. He's got five against Ross County already this season and six in his last four games against them. So he likes playing against Ross County. He likes scoring against them. Mullerwell in great form, as I said, are now closing in on that seventh spot in the league. Short Kettlewell, he's made just one change. There's no Callum Slaffery at all in the squad. Harry Payton comes in against his old club. So Mullerwell, the usual sort of 3-4-1-2 formation. Liam Kelly in goals. Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher, Dan Casey at the back. Stephen O'Donnell, Harry Payton, Sean Goss and James Fulwong across the middle with Blair Spittle in behind Mikel Mandron and that man Kevin Van Veen. Subs for Mullerwell are Oxborough, Lamy, Mugabe, Aitchison, McKinstry, Cornelius, Blaney, Obika and Tierney. As for County, as I said, really under pressure, trying to get wins, trying to get away from there. At the bottom, they start the day second bottom, two points above Dundee United after winning there last week and one point below Kilmarnock. So Malcolm Mackay's side, as I said, they were outstanding last week, hugely won one at Tannadice. Jordan White bagging the hat-trick that day. The former Mullerwell striker again leads the line today. It's going to make two changes from that game. I think they're just stiffening up a little bit, maybe looking at the threat of Van Veen. Josh Sims and David Kinkola both drop out. Keith Watson and Noan Kenny come in. So it looks like a sort of 5-3-2 formation for Ross County. Ross laid long goals, back five, Connor Randall, Jack Baldwin, Keith Watson, Alec Yakovita and George Harmon midfield three of Jan Danda Victor Latoury and Noan Kenny with Alex Samuel playing just off Jordan White Subsor County are Monroe, Purrington, Aurora, Murray, Sims, Tilson and Smith. The referee at Fair Park is Ewan Anderson and the VAR is Willie Collum. And the final three o'clock kickoff in the Premiership at the Tony Macaroni Arena. It's Livingston against Dundee United with Dave Galloway watching on. Well, there's little more than pride and places for next season left to play for as far as Livingston are concerned, Andrew. But their slump, which has seen them suffer three defeats in their own, five losses out of six, is obviously of concern to them and they're keen to at least finish a disappointing campaign on a high. Skipper Nicky Devlin seemingly all set for Aberdeen. A pick emerged yesterday of him on social media, appearing to be signing a pre-contact with the Dons, is in the Livy starting 11. As for Dundee United, they're well and truly back to square one after seemingly digging themselves out of a hole with three successive victories. Back-to-back defeats have seen them tumble back into it and propping up the rest of the Premiership with three games remaining are running out of time to save their skins. Livingston, they make three changes to their starting lineup. In come Boys, Penrice and Anderson for Fitzwater, DeLucas and Pittman. So it's George in goals at the back. Devlin, Boys, DeLucas and Montano. Midfield, Shinny, Sean Kelly and Penrice with Stephen Kelly and Nubley playing behind Anderson who's the focal point of the attack today for the host the subs uh, Hamilton Holt uh, Pittman Brandon Bradley Parks and Omionga Dundee United well two changes for them Mulgrew and Middleton are in for Edwards and Fletcher that's a big miss he appears to have suffered an injury of some sort Birigiti in goals Aina, Mulgrew and McMahon the back three in midfield in the centre, Harks, Sibold and McGrath with Niskanen and uh, Behich, the wing-backs. Up front, it looks like McLeod and Middleton, the subs for United. Newman, Pollitt, Doom, Levitt, Freeman, Edwards, Fotheringham, Cujo and Thompson. Your match referee here at the Tony Macaroni is Don Robertson and on VAR is Grant Irvin. 
Well, that's a taster of what is to come around the grounds in the three o'clock Premiership kickoff. There is eight minutes added at Tynecastle with Hearts leading Aberdeen 2 1. We'll give you the full time picture from there and we'll look back on that game between Partick Thistle and Air United after these. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Massive day of Premiership action here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic taking on St Mirren as they return home for the first time since clinching the league title. And then massive games down at the bottom. Motherwell taking on Ross County. Kilmarnock are in action against St Johnston and Livingston against Dundee United. But there is a huge game on the go at the moment. We are deep, deep into injury time. It's the race for third place, which would really hot up if it stays the same scoreline. Hearts leading Aberdeen 2-1. It's almost full-time Hugh Keevans, but this would be a massive result for Hearts. Yeah, of course it will. And they have more than deserved it. They have been the best side by far. They've also, at 2-1, missed two glorious chances uh, from Alan Forrest and Cammy Devlin to to make it four. Uh, But they will hold on. They deserve to hold on. And now it's a case of what happens in the two games that remain for either side because... Hearts are at Ibrooks on Wednesday night and then they have the Edinburgh Derby at Tynecastle next weekend. Now, if that wasn't exciting enough, Aberdeen have St Mirren at Pataudry midweek and then they finish up at Celtic Park on the day that Celtic get the League Championship trophy. So, four amazing games left for Hearts and Aberdeen, but we're now having an Aberdeen player treated for a head injury. Uh, Quite a serious-looking one as well. And that will further delay the end to this match. But if it does end in a victory for Hearts, it is no more than they deserve. Yeah, it's been a really intriguing race for third because at one point Aberdeen looked way out of it. We then know the story with Barry Robson coming in, really turning things around. And then all of a sudden, with this result, with two games to go, it really opens it up again. It's been incredible. When you look at the two clubs throughout the whole season, you know, start with such optimism. Then Jim loses his job at Aberdeen, replaced by Barry Robson, who gets him in an upturn, a a form. And then Robbie Nielsen at Hearts, you know, going along pretty nicely until the World Cup came along. And then all of a sudden things go wrong and they get rid of him. And Hearts on the right path once again. And they're in line here just to cut the gap to two points and they're right back in the mix. But Hugh's right. The games coming up for both teams are absolutely massive because finishing in that third place means so much to the club for the budget next season. Yeah, well, the game isn't over yet because there was that clash of heads between Matty Pollock and Nathaniel Atkinson, so the two players, both members of the the medical staff, just making sure the two players are okay. We are now into the 10th minute of injury time in that game, so there was stoppages before that as well. I think it was a minimum of eight that was added before that, but you look at this game, Hearts would be deserved winners, you would say, if it finishes the scoreline because they have been the, the more attacking side. They've looked the most dangerous in this game. Yeah, and so far scored the goal of the weekend, Janelli. Absolute wonder goal. Um, if you've not seen it, please watch uh, the highlights of the game. Terrific. And yes, you're right, Hearts, I think, home advantage. Going to go behind, showed great courage, good character um, back in this. But I was listening to Hugh there and Mark talking about the last two fixtures. Really tough for both sides. I think even although Aberdeen losing today, if they do, um, I still fancy them for third place. Well, what a feather in the cap of uh, the Hibs boss, Lee Johnson, if he were to beat Hearts on the final day of the season and defy them and deny them the £5 million European windfall. But... 
at the moment Anything could happen in those games You would fancy Aberdeen to beat St Mirren on Wednesday night You would fancy Rangers to beat Hearts on Wednesday night But what do any of us know when it gets to this stage? A big win for Stephen Naismith it would be as well Who I'm sure will be keen to impress in these final few games of the season With the Hearts job up for grabs Yeah well as he's on trial And I've got to be honest Last week, probably about half three, quarter to four uh, I thought his chances were gone But he managed to turn it around And get a vital point at St Mirren Even down to ten men and followed it up with us So he's still in me a fighting chance I think he's got every chance If Hearts nick third place Then I think the Hearts board Would look at that as a positive uh, in, in ter- A positive change in terms of Robbie Nielsen out And Stephen Naismith Being given his first job But I know he said third place isn't everything When he took the job But I believe if he doesn't get it Then Hearts will look elsewhere It shows you the value of strikers You know, as I said last night Akinyemi not able to play for A United That they had no thrust up front Meanwhile, Partick Thistle did in one three nil today. Aberdeen without Duke, uh, they haven't been sharp in front of goal at all. Neither of Hearts have scored twice, but they've missed two sitters into the bargain. But when you miss prolific goal scorers like Akinyemi and Duke, it tells. Well, that is full time at Tynecastle, and Hearts are two one winners over Aberdeen. Roger Hanna, just how big a result is that? It's a huge result, particularly for Stephen Naismith, because I tend to agree with what Mark says. Um, if Hearts don't finish third, I think they will look elsewhere for a manager. Um, it keeps it going. If you looked at the midweek games there, you would fancy Aberdeen to beat St Mirren up the road. But remember, they lost at home to St Mirren in Barry Robson's first game in charge, so they'll take nothing for granted. Um, I thought when Matty Pollock put it in my head today, that might be the battle for third over, but all credit to Hearts for rallying. Great goal by Josh Ginelli, an important win by Lauren Shanklin who's edging ever closer to 30 goals this season which would be a fantastic haul for the Hearts captain and a big big win for Hearts just to keep everything going up for that third place fight Yeah David Friel you look at the way that Hearts have performed at Tynecastle under uh, Stephen Naismith so far they were excellent in that huge win against Ross County they looked really good in that first half against Celtic really took the game to them until Alex Cochran was sent off and then showing that resilience today to get a big result yeah, it's huge, Andrew, and you know, I think especially at home, I think Stephen Naismith is getting a tune out of his players. I just wonder if it's too little, too late for Hearts. You know, it's Aberdeen having that five-point cushion grant in this game today. I would fancy him to take care of St Mirren in midweek, and then means Hearts would have to really go and get a result at Ibrox. So, I think he's done done well, well enough, because Hearts were in a real bad place when he took over. But I just wonder, in terms of getting that first spot, it's just a little bit late for Hearts. I do think Aberdeen, even though Duke's injured, obviously, and Angus McDonald has even off today as well, obviously got some issues there, but I do think Barry Robson said he might just have enough to get over the line in this one. Yeah, Fraser Wishart, you look at the fixtures that are coming up for both these sides. Hearts are away at Ibrooks in midweek, and then they host Hibs next weekend. So there is two massive games for them as they look to hunt down that third place. And then you look at Aberdeen's fixtures. Um, that they've got coming up in the next couple midweek they're at home to St Mirren and then away to Celtic when Celtic will be presented the trophy next weekend how do you see this race for third going? Yeah I think the key game for Aberdeen is going to be midweek and uh, what happens there might depend on how St Mirren get on today you know if St Mirren are still got a chance of, of getting that fifth place then they'll be up for that but if it's taken away today over the weekend then uh, perhaps it'll be a different different dynamic but um, I, I think that the split gives fairness at the end of the season because they all play each other it's not as if Aberdeen are sitting playing the bottom two 
and Hearts are playing the top two it's, uh, it's, it's fairness you all have to play each other at, uh, at this stage of the season so it's pretty fair but I think it just shows also Rangers and Celtic the importance to the Scottish game that they do well in, in Europe you know, and I know the money go to these clubs as well but because their coefficient has been taken so high by these two in recent years as we know Hearts last year guaranteed eight games and the same this year and that was the comments that were made by Andrew McKinley the chief executive of Hearts when he, when he sacked Robbie Nielsen I mean Robbie had them in third almost all season they lost and he dropped to fourth and he lost his job because third is absolute for this, for this football club because they know that they want that money because that gives them a huge advantage over their rivals Hibs and Aberdeen so it just shows how important the European places are for, for Scottish clubs yeah, Gordon, how important do you think in-form strikers were for that game today? Because Lauren Shankland has been in excellent form, plays, gets a goal. Josh Janelli as well. Boyan Mayovsky didn't show much and then Duke out-injured, which is a huge one for Aberdeen. Yeah, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought Duke this afternoon was a, a massive loss. Uh, not just the fact that he can score goals, but he gets you up the park with his pace, his ability. He's a threat. Uh, defences tend to go a bit deeper I think Hearts could afford to push up a bit higher this afternoon I, I was touching on Hearts' first goal to go and watch it but if you're a young lad try to learn how to be a striker Shanklin's movement and his finish for the winning goal is absolutely terrific he's uh, been a very very good player for Hearts this year I think the responsibility of the captain has helped him as well Andrew um, but he's a terrific finisher and he proved that today that's a valuable three points but I still think looking at the fixtures Aberdeen must still be favourites Yeah well a massive result in the Premiership in that early kickoff. Hearts 2-1 winners over Aberdeen there was a big game last night as well in the yeah. Premiership promotion playoffs Partick Thistle 3 Air United nil. The, the playoffs have thrown up some fantastic games so far and Partick Thistle are in excellent form Well when I was in here uh, on Wednesday night and we played the clip from Brian Graham the Partick Thistle striker saying that he wanted to stick two fingers up to everyone who had conspired to relegate uh, Partick Thistle in the season that was called early because of the pandemic and I said at the time anger is a motivation a thirst for revenge is a motivation and Brian Graham proved that was the case last night two fine goals uh, from someone who I think will be in the Premiership next season with Partick Thistle Akinyemi has been fantastic for A United but he'll need to be Superman next Friday night to salvage this particular do, situation do, do, do you think Party Thistle are big favourites against whoever finishes um, 11th in the Premier League? I think they've got a, a momentum going and I, I don't think that uh, for example a, a Ross County or a Kilmarnock or indeed a Dundee United and there's history there between Partick Thistle and Dundee United where playoff finals are concerned. St. Johnson could Partick, get dragged into it as well. St. Johnson, if they lose today. Now, Stephen McLean, I think, showed his inexperience of being an interim manager dealing with the media by coming out with the we will definitely be a premiership side next season. I think the Kilmarnock manager, Derek McInnes, didn't like that. He thought, thought it was disrespectful and they will move heaven and earth today to try and get a home win and home wins for Kilmarnock account for 85% of their points this season Playoffs throw up some crazy situations we saw down south the Sheffield Wednesday Peterborough uh, tie which was absolutely incredible with Partick Thistle 3-0 up Mark do you see any way back for Air United? Well it's hard to see a way back but I'm sure Chris Doolan will only have to point to that to his players and say do not get complacent look what happened last week in English football and it, it shocked everybody 
And if Depot Akinyemi's back, then there's every chance because here United have, have built a successful season on home performances and on him scoring goals when they've been in topping games. So it could quite easily happen. Partick Thistle at the back, I mean, they've got their deficiencies. Of course, they're in the driving seat. And by the way, it could have been much worse. Brian Graham, before he scored his two goals, had probably the miss of the season. So congratulations to Thistle because the pressure has been on their shoulders since that game at Ibrox when Ian McCall lost his job after it and everybody was surprised. Chris Doon came in, done a terrific job. They did have momentum, but there's always pressure on your shoulders when you're at a club like Thistle. You know the expectation that surrounds that club, but they're right in the mix. I'm not, I'm not as confident as Hugh if they go into the playoffs against a United, Kilmarnock, or Ross County that they will brush them aside. I think they will give each of those teams a good game, but the tie—it's I know it's three 0 It's just not over yet. Roger, you're a founding member of the Dipowak and Yemi fan club. How big a miss was he last night? Well, the, the funny rustling sound you're about to hear, Andrew, is me desperately clutching at straws. Uh, Lee Bullen, Sheffield Wednesday legend, remember? He was talking about that comeback by his old team against Peterborough that you mentioned. So I retain a sliver of hope. But listen, it, you know, Dippo, as soon as we saw the team last night, it's an enormous miss. You talk about no Duke for Aberdeen today, no Kyogo for Celtic at Ibrox last week, no Stephen Fletcher for Dundee United in the run-in. When you lose a player of that importance, it's a savage blow 24 goals this season PFA Scotland Championship Player of the Year Here's uh, next top scorer was Josh Mullen on 8 goals You know, D- Dippo hasn't missed a league game in his United career until last night and it, you looked at the team it was almost as if his teammates didn't believe they could do it without him and I think it's critical that he plays whatever state he's in and I know he's got a back injury um, I think it's critical for him to have any chance that he plays next Friday night but I tend to agree with you I think if this will get through if Chris Doolan has done a terrific job sees them over the line I think they can cause problems for whoever finishes 11 in the Premiership because you spoke about Brian Graham I like that Kyle Turner in the middle of the park the fullbacks McMillan and Holt get on but it's that three behind Brian Graham Tiffany, Lawless and Fitzpatrick they can cause problems for any team with their pace their guile and they look a team that really has got momentum behind them as you said yeah, huge result last night and we're looking forward to seeing what is going to happen in the Scottish Premiership today we'll go back around the grounds after these the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Around 15 minutes to go until the 3 o'clock kickoffs in the Scottish Premiership today. There's already one full-time result. Hearts beating Aberdeen 2-1 in that big game in the race for third place. Hearts now just two points behind Aberdeen with two games left to play. There are some huge games still to come though and a lot of those down the bottom with that relegation scrap. Let's start going back around the grounds. Let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena. Dave Galloway will be watching Livingston against Dundee United where there is no Stephen Fletcher he's out for the rest of the season that will be a, a big loss Dave Galloway yeah a, a, ma- a massive miss he really has been the, the talisman up front for the Tangerines this season um, Andrew and you know it will be an untried uh, permutation up top McLeod and Middleton both good players in their own right but can they can they gel can they form a partnership can they find you know a way it, to goal um Looking at the the way the teams are going, I mean, you know, 
United really looked to be on the rise, didn't they? But it was Comet Cuts defending. That was evident in last weekend's home defeat by Ross County. And, you know, they've conceded more goals in the league than anyone else. 62 in, in 35 games. It remains to be seen as well how Livingston uh, fared today after narrowly missing out in the top six. They've really kind of tailored off, tailed off, haven't they? Three defeats on the spin and no goals scored. Now, if they lose today without finding the net, that'll be the first time they've done four in a row in that particular manner for 21 years, a, a most unwanted record. Yeah, it's a, a lot of pressure on the shoulders of a 17-year-old Rory McLeod, although a lot of managers will say that, that young players don't play with that type of pressure or feel feel that type of thing. I suppose so. So for the young lad, then, he's got nothing really to lose. I don't think he'll feel the pressure. However, if you're a Dundee United fan going along today and you're desperate to win and you go along to the ground, you pick up the newspapers today and you see that Stephen Fletcher's out, it is a huge blow because he has been the outstanding player for United this season and goals will get you out of this mess in these remaining three games so a huge boat very light up front for Dundee United and I worry for my side today well it's a fascinating thing because no manager I believe Andrew in the, the bottom six is under greater pressure than Jim Goodman there's talk on the side of a potential takeover of Dundee United local businessmen forming a consortium Mark Ogden the uh, American based owner of the club has not had a successful time managerial change after managerial change and Jim Goodwin whether he's 17 or not he has to put everything on Rory McLeod's shoulders but I, I actually think Dundee United will do well today for this reason I think actually that Livingston have left the country I think they are in Ibiza given the way that they've been playing recently <laughs> I don't believe that they're actually still in the country so and Nicky Devlin having signed a pre-contract with Aberdeen well, uh, that tells its own story. So I think Dundee United will win that game. Motherwell hosting Ross County in another big game down the bottom. And every single week when we talk about Motherwell, David Friel, we talk about Kevin Van Veen. But Ross County will be pinning their hopes on Jordan White after his hat-trick last time out. Yeah, exactly. And obviously the spell at Motherwell, Andrew, I don't think it went overly well. I don't think he really left here with fond memories. But look, he's a handful... He's going to be up against a back three that's done very, very well for Motherwell. You know, as soon as Stuart Kettwell came in, sort of rejigged the team, he stuck with Paul McGinn, Callum Butcher, Dan Casey. They all work well together. But Jordan White, as I said, is a handful. Alec Samuel around them will do a bit more running, but I'm sure County will look to play off Jordan White. But I think for Malcolm McKay, the key is up the other end. As I said earlier on, you know, he has stiffened his team up. He's bought a bit more muscle in at the back. And they just have to try and handle Kevin Van Veen in some way. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen in the summer. It looks like he might move on. I know Muller will want to keep him. He's still got a year left in his contract. But you just wonder how many more times he will play it for Park for Motherwell. And I think he's clearly desperate to get those 30 goals. He's on 26. And as I said, his record against Ross County is very, very good. So I think if Motherwell um, are going to get anything, obviously it's going to come through Van Veen. But likewise, if Ross County won't have any... You know, have any ambition to get a result here they need to keep the shackles on them yeah well Kevin Van Veen with another nomination today he's up for Scottish Football Writers Association Player of the Year along with Callum McGregor Kyogo and Cameron Carter Vickers and the other game in the bottom six Kilmarnock against St Johnson some interesting comments before this game Roger Hanna Stephen McLean being very bold saying that St Johnson will be a premiership team next season saying they will go to Rugby Park and win it certainly didn't go unnoticed by Derek McInnes 
Well, fair play to Stephen McLean, because quite often, Andrew, you'll know yourself, you've got long to pre-match press conferences, and the managers just say the same old mundane things, it'll be a tough game, no easy places to go, blah, blah, blah. So fair play to Stephen McLean. If he's got the confidence to come out and say St Johnson will be playing Premiership football next season, and they're going to Rugby Park on Saturday afternoon to win the game, then more power to the elbow. I think um, Derek McInnes seemed more taken aback than anyone else at the comments that were coming from his old club in the middle of the week, but no, I think you have to give Stephen McLean a pat in the back. Like Stephen Naismith, who we spoke about a few minutes ago, he's still fighting to convince the St Johnson board that he is the answer in the dugout on a permanent basis. Uh, I think if he keeps St Johnson up, I think he'll get the chance at the start of next season to take the reins of the club, and if he exudes that kind of confidence and belief in his players, I think it'll be a popular appointment at Perth. Gordon, do those types of comments put pressure on Stephen McLean, extra pressure? Um, I, I tend to agree with uh, Roger. I think it's I think it's a bit refreshing. I'm fed up of the old cliches. I know that Hugh quite rightly says about Derek McKinnon's very experienced. He'll play it very low-key. Of course he will. That's what experienced managers do. Steve McLean's there. He's putting a bit of belief into that dressing room. He's putting a bit of his belief to the players to say, look, couldn't make sure that I'm not eating my words at five o'clock tonight and Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock are rubbing it down my throat. But it does give you a wee bit of incentive if you're in the, the commander dressing room you know talking about it just before you go we've all been there uh, gives you that wee bit of edge I just think it'll be a terrific game but I quite like it I think it's a bit different and it's okay if you win if you get beat then it's obviously got to throw, uh, be thrown right I back in your face be like me and my predictions be bold be forthright you're and wrong. then take it in the neck when you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think he's trying to take a bit of pressure off the players by putting himself out there. We've seen all the top big managers do that, and it works to a certain extent when you get it right. Does it take pressure off the players, though, when well, you're saying we will win and we will be a Premiership well, team next season? Look, the players are probably in that dressing room with pressure mounting on their shoulders week after week. 1-1-9, one, one and nine, you can see where the players are at this minute. So when you hear your manager th- saying that, maybe you think, well, I, OK, I, I actually believe that. For Stephen McLean, he's there for a short time. He's got to make the, the biggest mark he can in that short space of time. Now, if he wins today, every St. Johnson fan will be saying, that's the man for us. We like his style, we like his approach, and he backed it up, so he'll do for us next that's season. Where he's, that's where he's got nothing to lose. I think he's, as much as everybody's going, oh, it's a bold statement, I think he's been a bit clever, because I think Mark touches on a great point. You get a victory today, people are jumping on the bandwagon with you. Well, that's the picture in the bottom half of the Premiership. We'll go back to Celtic Park next. The winning team, all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Closing in in the big three o'clock kickoffs in the Scottish Premiership. One full time result already to bring you Hearts 2 1 winners over Aberdeen. There was, of course, a big playoff game last night. Partick Thistle winning 3 0 against Air United. Hamilton and Airdrie taking on each other at 5 15 as well. Loads going on. And, of course, tomorrow at midday, Hibs against Rangers. Lots of talking points. And we want you to join us for the rest of the afternoon. Let's head back to Celtic Park before kickoff to get a recap of teams and a build up to kick off with Fraser Wisher. Yeah, it's all building up nicely here, Andrew. You know, this is the first home game um, since they've won the league. It's first in a month, the semi-final against Rangers, then at Tide Castle and Ibrox. So a lot of these supporters, first time they'll have seen their team in a month, and Ange Postacoglu 
has picked what many might see as his strongest side, other than perhaps Car- Cameron Carter-Vickers, of course, who'll miss the rest of the season. Everything points to a day of celebration for the Celtic supporters. We're just waiting for the teams to come out, and I'm sure there'll be a huge roar from the supporters for the championship-winning team. I think there's no many English games <coughs> for Celtic supporters. I think there'll be a huge applause. And just when they read the teams out, the biggest applause was for Ange Postacoglu. He's absolutely worshipped here. And I think Ange is conscious of an obligation on his team and on him <coughs> to entertain the Celtic supporters. And they want his team to start quickly, I think, getting early goals. The way they play, we know they take free kicks, they take throw-ins early, they get the ball moving and get the ball in play to try and pressure teams. And they want an early goal and then play at a very, very high tempo. They've been hugely successful this season. I don't want to keep the points difference between themselves and Rangers at double figures and then be able to focus on the cup final against Inverness, Cali, Thistle and the treble. From the team situation, it's the same, some expected Dan Postecoglou, sorry, to stick with his French players that played last week, but the only surprise is Iwata is in for Koba Yashi as we will go through the teams. So you just listen to the noise here as the Celtic team comes out onto the field of play led by Callum McGregor. A huge reception from the Celtic supporters for the for the favourites. The team is under usual lines, 4-3-3. Joe Hartson goes got Ralston, Starfelt, Iwata and Taylor at the back. O'Reilly, McGregor and Hatati in midfield with Jota, Furuhashi and Maeda as the forwards. Bain, Haksabanovic, Abada, Turnbull, Kobayashi, O, Bernabe, Forrest and Summers make up the substitutes of a very strong Celtic team. Forrest Mirren, 3-5-2 for them. Carson's in goals. Fraser Shockley and Taylor at the back. Strain, Bacchus, Gogic, O'Hara and Small in midfield with Kilty and Maine as the strikers. Uminski, Gallagher, Dunn, Kenny, Tanzer, Boyne Munz, Taylor, Offord and Jimmis. This will be a difficult day. I think Forrest Mirren, they need the three points. They're needing a point would be good because they want to keep up the pressure on Hibernian who play at home to Rangers tomorrow in the race for fifth place. That would be a fantastic achievement for Simon if they were to get that fifth place. However, unlikely. Simon actually I mean, a decent fist of it against Celtic this season. You can say that when they've had 2-5-1 defeats and a 4-0, but they won 2-0 in Paisley. And even in the 5-1 defeat here in the Cup in February, it was 1-0 with 75 minutes gone. Richard Taylor handball in the box. So harshly sent off, I thought, but then Celtic added four in the last 15 minutes. And even when they played in a league fairly recently at St Mern, it was 1-0 to St Mern just before half-time. Charles done with that short pass back and then the daft challenge. Again, a red card and Celtic took charge of the game. I think the key for St Mern will be staying in the game and dead balls will be interesting from that point of view. We talked about Iwata playing centre-back. He's only 5'10", I think, according to Wikipedia. They're quite a small team, but St Mern have got a big set of players. They've got three big centre-backs. Fraser, Shaughnessy and Taylor and they'll come up for corners and free kicks Gogic has got a bit of height in him as well as his Curtis main. good delivery from likes of Strain and small into the six yard box but I think the problem for Simon is getting up there it's getting up to that final third to try whenever they can to get on the front foot because Celtic as we know will dominate possession in that midfield area O'Reilly and Hatati and McGregor they'll just take the ball and knock it around they'll then use the pace of the three forward to try and pressure Simon especially early on so it's really, it's really important for someone that they keep themselves in the game for as long as they possibly can so Celtic supporters here being expectation really expecting their team to roar forward and to entertain them today the Celtic players to my left are in the huddle and a huge roar as they break from the huddle and it will be Celtic to kick off Matt O'Reilly in that centre circle just with the ball he'll knock it back to Callum McGregor Jota, Maeda, Hatati all in that wide area on that left hand side as well looking to get early pressure on Celtic so a big game here for Celtic they want to play well but maybe in a bigger game for Simon they need the points here at Celtic Park we've just kicked off 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Buy now, pay nothing till 2024. Yes, underway in the three o'clock kickoffs in the Scottish Premiership today. Looking forward to those. A lot of good action we should hopefully be in store for today. And the Celtic fans will be delighted to be at home and, and see the team yeah. at home for the first time since they were crowned champions. But I don't think they'll get it all their own way. You know, Stephen Robinson has said that he might as well give it a go and if he loses 3 or 4 nil, then so be it. Uh, so I think Curtis Main will try and unnerve the uh, central defensive partnership of Starfelt and Iwata uh, and he's very good at that but obviously Celtic they have nothing to apologise for they lost to Rangers last week but why would you apologise when you've done as much as they have done under Ange Postacoglu but they will want to make up to their fans for that and uh, try and give them a home win and I think they will get the home win eventually I also think that uh, Ross County will lose to Motherwell I think Kilmarnock St Johnston will be a draw and Livy Dundee United I'm going for Dundee United to win away mm. I think Celtic will win comfortably here today I think Motherwell will beat Ross County I think there will be a draw at Rugby Park and I fear from old side I think Livy will stop the rot with a horrible run they're on and beat Dundee United uh, all home wins apart from two for me I fancy Celtic so all home wins, wins yeah. <laughs> 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 50% of the games <laughs> I fancy Celtic well, two 50%ers are Celtic and Kilmarnock home wins Motherwell Ross County draw and Dundee United to beat Livingston well an early shot for Motherwell McGinn's low shot saved 20 yards out was a decent effort uh, Dundee United with a corner early on in their game as well but that was gathered by the goalkeeper so we bit of action early on in those games and still quiet at Celtic Park in the opening seconds. It's a day of high nerves, Andrew, for especially for those at the bottom of the table, of course, and those in the playoffs. But for Dundee United players, Kilmarnock players, um, and those at Ross County, then uh, again, I'll say it, I've been there before, relegation battle, going into it, three games to go this season, you know what's on your shoulders. You know what comes with being relegated? It's a horrible thing to be involved in. Right, before we get any goals, let's do this. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. Now, this is a test of your wider knowledge because this one relates to matters down south. Mm. Since 2016, seven Scots have been promoted from the English Championship to the English Premier League by winning the playoffs. Who are they? Since 2016, seven Scots have been promoted from the English Championship to the English Premier League by winning the playoffs Name them Right Make sure you send us a tweet All the answers In the one tweet as well You can see that as well If you head over to At Clyde SSB It may be A bit easier to see it Written down as well To get all the details But we will Check in on that Remember All the answers In one tweet At Clyde SSB Get your answers in As quickly as possible And you could be On the podium For the first half Teaser. How are you feeling about that one, Mark? No, Gordon? I'm not very confident. Yeah. No. Are no, you not? No, no. Uh, I don't I've... watch a lot of English Championship football. No, but <laughs> that includes the time I was in the English Championship. Well, as well. you were in it. How long you've been relegated? Yeah. 
Um, uh, you got a good view from the bench, though, no? I, I, oh. You know, some of the games I didn't even make the squad. So I didn't bother going. <laughs> How bad a day must it be if I'm going to stop you there? Because what about this for an early goal? <laughs> goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Celtic nil, St Mirren one. Curtis Main with the early goal at Celtic Park. What? A start it is for the visitors. What did I tell you? I said they would not get it all their own way and that Curtis Main would try to unnerve Iwata and Starfelt. And that is a real shocker for the Celtic fans. But again, Stephen Robinson did say he would give it a go and he didn't care if he lost 3 or 4 nothing. Well, he's not going to lose 3 or 4 nothing because he scored. Yeah, well, Main got onto a long ball. He checked back onto his right foot. It was a low shot under Joe Hart it's a really good start for St Mirren and completely the opposite for Celtic Mark Wilson certainly is after last week uh, not the start you would want in front of 60,000 of your own fans but you remember St Mirren came here early on in the season and they, they showed a good account of themselves just couldn't get their noses in front um, and you know they've, they've got themselves in front but again not convincing from the Celtic backline mistakes and oh, to be honest, oh, I, I mean, car. I tell you what, you could pick, you yeah. could pick about three at the Celtic backline and the goalkeeper at fault there, but take nothing away from Maine. Took his opportunity. Long way to go, though. I've got to say, Hugh, I think it was Fraser says the strongest team without um, Carter Vickers. Obviously, he missed out Johnston right back area. Uh, Ralston opportunity for him because of the injury. Johnson dreadful. Can't. Describe it another way. Dreadful. He had two goals at it, not just one. Main too easy. And I've got to say it myself, yeah. the goalkeeper who I think was poor last week at Ibrox, that is a disaster. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, here we are, a team two weeks away from the Scottish Cup final, a world record-breaking treble at stake. I know the opposition comes from a lower league, but Joe Hart just doesn't say very much at the moment. Uh, Anthony Ralston would be no one's idea of a first pick at Celtic uh, and it's a shabby cheap goal to lose Is that, is that bad a goal sorry Andrew that if you look at Curtis Main he's actually shocked that that ball's went in the back of the net but obviously delighted Who's at fault there for the initial ball over the top because it's a water that gets dragged out him and Ralston both yeah. kind of go for it and then ends up in the path of Curtis Main <laughs> One thing you didn't want highlighted the Celtic manager wouldn't have want highlighted is the change the glaring change that he's made in the team a central midfielder albeit he's played there before going in and replacing Kobayashi a centre half and Awata and Ralston just get it totally mixed up now if you're looking at that and you think Carter Vickers has played there I think he takes command of that situation Ralston gets out of the way and it's it's a non-event however there's a bit of uncertainty there Ralston gets it all wrong but Daz is right Ralston gets the opportunity to get back and he's so easily beaten and then Awata has the opportunity to stop the shot and he kind of half turns his body and then Hart is, uh, should save it so so many problems there so many players you could pick out but look it's only five minutes into the game is a long way to go Celtic just oh, need to no, up the tempo no time for that Hughes <laughs> 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 already got the get three the points right just, uh-huh. just get Hart off and put <laughs> Scott Bain on he signed a new contract he's a better goalkeeper than Joe Hart yeah man well, that, that was a surprise eh? Scott three Bain a three year deal if only I was still hanging about as oh, Celtic just now I, they're dishing I, out some I've got to say deals. I've, I've looked at the modern day football if I ever come back I come back as a goalie, right? A second choice goalie. Third Lord, choice, no? 
No, second, because you probably get a few quid more than the third choice. You turn up, you train Monday, Friday, and you sit on the bench. Happy days. Great, nice weekend. Joe Hart Pick up your candy. Where you go, Mark? Big mm. save from Sam Walker in a Kilmarnock goal. It was a shot from Trey Wright, the first St Johnston attack, but it is squandered. Uh, or it's saved by Sam Walker, anyway, from the foot of Trey Wright. If I was Stephen Robinson, I'd be thinking, we could get something here. I just watched Greg Taylor glaff one backwards and then Joe Hart comes out and kicks it off a St Mirren player. They they spoke about, uh, David Field spoke about the bouncy castle outside Fir Park, is it? A bouncy castle inside Celtic Park with the way the defence are playing. Hey, I mean, you need to put it all into perspective. Celtic have won the league. They've been very good all season, Mark. But Ange Postacoglu, after the game at Ibrox last weekend, said that the players had maybe accepted their fate when they went behind at Ibrox. Yes, this is a different game. It's at home against St Mirren. But Ange Postacoglu will be keen to see a quick reaction from his players. Of course it will be. And I, I think his team selection reflects that because he, he's not hanging about. I think that shows how annoyed that he was with some of his players underperforming at Ibrox in the manner of the defeat that it chose him to, to pick an 11 more recognisable to strongest side but started in exactly the same way well even worse because the goal's horrendous and Hugh's right looks sloppy as well in possession and we're very early on in the game but he's not got the reaction at the minute that he would want well, well I think that he got an initial reaction because I think Greg Taylor and Edge, uh, well what eight, nine yards out on that favourite left foot he should do better um, you'd expect Celtic to I, I still as much as great start for St Mirren uh, the long way to go in this game is the Celtic part um, and the big guns are out I expect Celtic to to come back into this very shortly yeah one thing St Mirren will be keen to do is keep 11 players on the pitch because they've started well against Celtic yeah. in the last two games but have had early sendings off and then they've ended up going on to lose 5-1 but I, I, do, I do commend them Stephen Robinson has highlighted the weakest area here and again Curtis Main is just having a field day here with a, a defence that looks all over the shop and with a goalkeeper behind him who at the moment couldn't keep pigeons out of a loft. Do you know what I've noticed right away here? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Well, I've noticed right away uh, St Mirren are just going long right yeah. up through the middle yeah. and saying to Curtis Main go and battle with the two centre-backs and they look a bit uncomfortable but Celtic obviously in a bit of possession now. Got one of these. Goal flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. Kilmarnock Nil, St Johnston one, and it's Liam Gordon, a header from a corner, and it's a big goal for St Johnston at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock failed to clear Liam Gordon with the header, and they're 1-0 up. Well, it's a manager justifying his words, or an interim manager justifying his words. Uh, terrific start, uh, but as Gordon has been saying so far, early yet, but um, better to go in front than to go behind. Yeah, and big day for St. Johnston. They get the three points today. They can relax. Oh, it's all happening. Oh, With Clyde Built Home Improvements. Livingston 1, Dundee United 0. Oh, Mark, no. you did say you feared for your old side, and they are already 1 0 down to Livingston. Really poor defending, but a good finish by Bruce Anderson to put big, the home side ahead. Yeah, big blow for United, and you'd have to fear for them. You know, one because Stephen Fletcher's out and they're behind, so how did they get back into it? But I just felt 
something a bit livy today. I know Hugh's saying they're in Ibiza at the minute, but when you look at their run of results, the last six game lost five of them, you know, and, and failed to score in five of them, you just thought that that's not going to continue. David Martindale is not the type of manager that just lets that slide and people just ride off into the summer holidays. So I thought it was going to be a difficult afternoon. From old side, the Tangerines are in trouble, Mark. If, uh, if they don't, if they don't come away uh, today with something, I think the Tangerines are, and that's an understatement, but they could automatically get down. Yeah, well, it wasn't a long-range strike from Ocean Beach. It was you rounded the goalkeeper <laughs> and stuck that one. You have not great. No, you need no to describe idea that, that. Andrew to you. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a beach club in Ibiza. Oh, is it? You yeah. fit right in with the orange cup, just standing by the pool, is and it, your speedos. Is this um, <laughs> a George Bowie and hair blowing the wind place? No, no, it's more. It's, it's about everything. There's about entertainment on. On view as well. Hugh, Tony Bennett's entertainment. Hugh, Anstruthers, your limit. Just stick yeah, yeah. to that. I'll be up there tomorrow. Thank you very much. <laughs> we should actually try and make that happen, Andrew. Ocean Hugh, Beach. Ocean's Beach. Speedos. <laughs> Glass of red wine. <laughs> Shut the place down. Hang about Wayne Lineker. Shut the place down. A wee uh, video for I'll the bike. I wouldn't be great for I don't think you'd get on the Instagram. They still call them discotheques. <laughs> well, this is an outdoor one. We have a swimming pool. So Al fresco discotheques then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think Aina and Berigetti not covering themselves in glory mm. for that one. We've heard that a few times about Mark Berigetti this season. Loic Aina has not really been too convincing for Dundee United either at times. No, well Berigetti I mean United have had no end of problems with a goalkeeper. Remember back to Dingwall where he dropped out the team and was that the day that William Fox lost his job? Was that it was around that time anyway? But United all sorts of problems at the back. Um and I mean was Dave Galloway it was saying lost the most amount of goals this season. And you look at some of the players in that team, they shouldn't have lost that amount of goals. Another goal. Goal flashes with Clyde Bills home improvements. And it's at Celtic Park and it's Celtic one, St Mirren one, and it's Kyogo with the goal. He's back in the starting lineup and he's back amongst the goals. Kyogo makes it one all. No surprising for yeah. me. Um, uh, like, as a terrific start, Celtic. I don't think those Celtic players would have. I know it's still early, but if they would have went in 1 0 down to St Mirren at Celtic Park after last week to the manager, I think they would have had a few strong words. There was always got to be a reaction. That's why they're the champions. That's why they've been so successful this season. That's why they'll probably go and win a treble um, I I expect Celtic to win this game this afternoon confidently there's a recurring theme last night no Akinyemi no way United Partick Thistle win 3-0 Depot because Depot Depot is like yeah, he's no like, Depot is he like Maradona and Kelly yeah, now yeah Roger Hanna's got him right up there Depot. well there was no Depot last night but there was a Brian Graham the top scorer for Partick Thistle and 3-0 for the, the Jags today Lauren Shankland top goal scorer at Hearts wins the game against Aberdeen minus Duke meanwhile the other end of the M8 Kyogo Furuhashi 31 goals now for the season to get Celtic on level terms and that is why strikers cost so much why they are so invaluable yeah it was a Watas pass to Hatate. Hatate played it through to Kyogo oh. a high finish into the top corner really good finish from Kyogo to level things up and that is exactly what this Celtic crowd I, will have wanted to see I think you underplayed that there Andrew <laughs> a, a really good finish that is a terrific finish That's I, I, it's just one of those it's a good ball through he sets his cell up his touch and then the goalkeeper 
possession is so well, but he absolutely blasts that by him into the top of the net. Brilliant goal, brilliant ball from Awata into Hitati, who's on the half turn. Nice little ball through. It's very unlike Kyogo to, yeah. to score a goal out there. We're used to seeing him score cutbacks and a few tap ins. That is beautiful. Absolute goal. bullet into the top corner. Well, there is a check going on. VAR review with Clyde Built Home Improvements. But not at Celtic Park. It is at Livingston against Dundee United. Livingston had the ball in the net. Uh, Louis De Lucas netted after a free kick. Check being made for Dave Galloway thinks possible handball. Either way, mm-hmm. the goal has not been given following the check. So we're made one nil to Livingston. We're still one nil. Yeah. Still one nil. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that was for two nil. That was. Sorry, that was. I should have clarified that. That was two nil. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was Bruce okay. Anderson with the first goal. De Lucas had the ball in the net there but that one is not going to count 50% of the goals have counted so far for Livingston like, yeah. like your predictions 50% 50% here yeah half a, and half a big goal I should say as well between Albion Rovers and Spartans Albion Rovers of course looking to retain their SPFL place Spartans want to get into the SPFL it was one all in the first leg and Blair Henderson has scored a penalty to put Spartans 1-0 up so Spartans Oof. could be an SPFL side by the end of play today well it's a story of Scottish football's evolution in, in recent years the Kelty Hearts Bonnie Rig Rose Cove Rangers uh, they've all come in and uh, Spartans might be the next one here because that's a real good start for them Spartans is a club though that, that doing it a bit differently from Cove Rangers and Kelty you know community based club what a good charity work you know it's not like somebody's come in and pumped you know, a load of money in to get them where they are. They've had to do it the hard way, and you know, Hugh's right. Evolution of Scottish football is there to be seen at Albion Rovers. How many years, Hugh, has Albion Rovers been in the leagues? Yeah, well, well you're as talking. Long as I can remember. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're along the lines of 120 years. You know, uh, I mean, everyone loves the wee Rovers as they are mm. called, but I'm afraid that football now. Doesn't do sentimentality. It Don't does. write them off here. Is it Sandy? It's Sandy Clark's yeah. manager there. Yeah. Old teammate. Um, you just, know, good experienced manager. So don't write them off. Roger Hanna tells us 104 years unbroken in the uh, league yeah. system for Albion Rovers. Well, Sandy Clark last week, Gordon, described the game against Spartans as rubbish. I would like to know Sandy's word to describe the progress of mm. this game. Mm, yeah, as I say, Spartans 2-1 up on aggregate against Albion Rovers in that vital playoff game. Uh, 1-0 up on the day, 2-1 up on aggregate. So we'll see how that one plays out. That one was a 3 o'clock kickoff as well. So we'll keep you across that one as well, across all the Premiership action. Celtic won all with St Mirren so far. The only goalless game in the top flight is Motherwell against Ross County. The biggest chance there so far, Kevin Van Veen. He had a low shot saved. Uh, the first real chance for him. And Kilmarnock 1-0 down to St Johnston. Livingston 1-0 up against Dundee United. It is one of those days where you need the as-it-stands table don't you to yeah. see exactly what's going on at the bottom as yeah. it stands it's uh, two between three Kamano Ross County and Dundee United because St Johnston are away in the horizon if they can get a result still a lot of football bit of pressure Mark quite rightly says this afternoon this is a pressure time you've got to stand up and be counted so still a bit of football to be played well, do you want to give us that teaser again? Yeah, of course. Uh, since 2016, seven Scots have been promoted from the English Championship to the English Premier League by winning the playoffs. Name them. 
So let's have a look at Twitter to see what wrong answers we've got so far. Uh, James A. Forrest is an icon, says Ryan Fraser. <laughs> no, he's not there. He says Liam Cooper. No. Uh, Chris Martin. Nope. He's in Coldplay. Grant Hanley. No. A bit of work to do on that one. Let's have a look elsewhere. See, I see a good few correct answers in there. Lots of people tweeting in. There is a shout from Andy Caithness. He says, I think, is that Craig Gordon he's gone for? Yeah, I understand the thinking with uh, Sunderland, but no, Craig Gordon not there. And I think he's also gone for McGregor. I'm assuming he thinks maybe Alan McGregor with Hull. Uh, well, they feature, but not Alan McGregor. There's a clue for you. A clue we will ah, get back oh. to that. Ah. Oh, is that <laughs> some wrong answers? Uh, is somebody stood your toes on it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you I'm got the McGregor mind. one? Sorry? You got the McGregor one? The McGregor one? Aye. You, who is it? What do you mean? What do you mean? Wait, Did you not give us a clue there by saying Alan McGregor, but it's not him, it's oh, another right, okay. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's the surname's McGregor then, I take it? No, no. Oh. That's not what I meant at all. All right, no, okay. Like you, <laughs> try listening to the show. He said it's Hull. It's not very can good. Can I ask, what, what is up with you today? Because you're sat there in the corner. Yeah. I, I can barely see you because you're hiding behind the, the screen. Is everything all right, Gordon? Everything yeah, okay? Well, yeah, but obviously... <laughs> it's a tough week. I wish I could continue that at the moment, but we have one of these. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements. Livingston 1, Dundee United 1, and it's Ian Harks, a volley from just outside the box. A lovely finish from Ian Harks and Dundee United back in that one. It looked as if they could have gone 2 0 down. Livingston had the ball in the back of the net through De Lucas. That one uh, was initially ruled out, and then VAR backed up that decision. But Dundee United have gone up the other end. Ian Harks has volleyed in, and it's 1 0. It's already a tale of twists and turns at the Tony Macaroni. You know, Livy 1 up. And we're predicting gloom and doom. Livy might have gone two up. VAR gets Dundee United out of that one and now they've equalised. So it sounds like the kind of afternoon that is going to sway backwards and forwards. I agree with you, Hugh. I think we've got a lot of twists and turns this afternoon. And already we've got off to a good start with some uh, good goals. We're just waiting for David Freel at Fur Park. He's on the bouncy castle. Yeah, yeah, he nicknamed the post. He always delivers well. He's certainly not delivering today, let me tell you. Celtic have had a couple of chances. There was a good save by Trevor Carson, low to his left. It was Matt O'Reilly with the shot there. And then a couple of minutes later, Rio Hitati firing over. Trevor Carson not having to deal with that one. The player Hitati is, you actually expect him to do better there I know it's just over and he's he's about 20 yards out but it just opened up in front of him it was a good opportunity for Celtic but for Moleside United Dundee United delighted they're back in it just goes to show you VR you know we, we complain about it but it was brought in and the argument I had was that it could save people's careers and when it gets down to relegation time and clubs going down it may just be a VR decision a right VR decision that's the difference between your club, club staying in the division and saving tens of jobs around your club or not. I don't even want to know what this show is going to be like if there's a contentious VAR decision that ends up sending a club down. Oh, well, you know, I go back to Brian Graham who felt that uh, Fissel had been, to use his word, shafted uh, by the authorities uh, because a league was called early. That had a dramatic impact on Partick Thistle, had a dramatic impact on Rangers' relationship with the SPFL. 
come the end of the season, big decisions uh, do carry consequences. A surging run from Paul McGinn at Fir Park. Uh, the shot in the end was saved a bit weak in the end after a decent run from Paul McGinn. Livingston with another chance. It was Stephen Kelly with a long-range free kick. We know he can hit them, but that one didn't hit the target just over from the Livingston midfielder. Well, quiet in that game for Ross County. We're mentioned Dundee United plenty. We're mentioned Kelly St. Johnson, but Ross County just quietly going about their business. I wonder if they come out there with a point and be happy because when you look at Motherwell's form, you know, you wouldn't fancy going away to, to Fir Park at this moment in time with Kevin Van Veen looking for nine in a row. Um, so if they manage to keep them quiet, and get in 0-0 at half time I think Malky McKay will be a happy man you know, David Friel says that Ross County haven't offered anything in attack but are kind of just sitting back a bit not being too open at the moment maybe just trying to stay in the game and then see yeah. what they can do later you on you don't blame them for that um, the counter attack you're, you're up against the informed side obviously Van Veen has been in terrific form as the boys quite rightly said there Um you look at uh, three games if, if you say to Ross County you'd get what, seven points out of nine? You'd be delighted so far. Um, they're sitting on that. Um, and I think they'd be happy, like Mark says. If they get out for part of the day with anything, I think Malcolm Mackay would be a happy manager. Big one for them was last week, yeah. Going to Tanadice. Because on the face of that, it looked like United didn't get, get a win there. They're looking good. Three back-to-back, four back-to-back ones, that would have made it for United, I think. Oh, no, sorry, it would be Austin Johnson, but it would have put Ross County right into trouble. And when you need your goal scorers, like we've been chatting about all day, White popping up with a hat-trick, huge. I mean, the big one at the moment is St Johnston, currently yeah. leading away to Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock with a very good home record this yeah. season. We, we know they've not been very good away from home, but to go there and to currently be 1-0 up, that would be a, a massive result with two games left to play. Well, as Gordon Dale rightly said, it puts clear blue water between them and the rest of the teams down at the bottom. Uh, Kilmarnock, though, have that home record which accounts for 85% of their points this season, so they certainly won't be giving up on anything, but if you're Stephen McLean, you say thank goodness for that. I'd rather be a goal up than worrying about whether we can score two against Kilmarnock because they've got a goal up. A bit of Scottish interest in the League Two promotion playoffs down south. It was Salford against Stockport. Stevie Mallon scored an extra time but then missed a penalty in the shootout, oh. which means that Salford have lost and Stockport progressed. Was to the he final. the only one who missed a penalty kick? I'm not 100% oh, sure he's That's not going to have a good weekend does he Mark and then he has to deal with Gary Neville because he owns the club yeah. Roy Keane Roy Keane's there I've seen him Stevie Mallon one of those players that just goes out of your mind he was such a good player he when was he was away here. in Turkey I think he Aye. was at one point so did he go from Hibs to Turkey yeah you don't recognise him he's come back with a, <laughs> <laughs> a frizzy haircut big white yeah, teeth, yeah. teeth. <laughs> see the stadium now yeah yeah, no, but a good player, a good player. Yeah, condolences to him because that's that's going to be a a long old night. You know, dead. He just didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> well, he wasn't the only one who missed. So oh, at well, least yeah, he, can, he, he might feel a wee bit better because he wasn't the only one. He can drag a few others down with him. Yeah, that is Stockport through there. There is a, a fine run by Stephen Kelly into the box for Livingston, but he shoots wide from the right-hand side of the box as Livingston looked to get back ahead after being pegged back by Dundee United. That sounds like a right good watch. 
you know there's all sorts of things happening in that game yeah. uh, so Dave Galloway will not be touching the burger at all he'll be concentrating fully on the, the pitch <laughs> <laughs> the two burgers would have been well done before he come on here let me there tell is you no that there is no one round about the <laughs> no I don't I think you're McCarthy right Glenn shopping centre no. get himself in there I was in there yesterday actually my grandson was telling me at Brighton you get vegan food that's just pretty common these days, isn't yeah. it? I think, I think oh, you, yeah. get, I think you yeah. get that in a lot of places. <laughs> it's not just it's new. Not new. <laughs> what about forest green? That's all you get, a forest green. Big dunk would be... It's the, the owner now a, a big advocate of that Forest Oh yeah, yeah big time How's, how's Dunk done since he went in there I've not really Badly Has he? Was that with the weight? Yeah. <laughs> I can't eat <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling he's, he's losing every game But <laughs> the bright side is He's lost He's lost a bit of size Round about he, the way He has been A word that begins with H And finishes with a double S <laughs> he, um, he had to do a few awkward promos uh, when it came to Daz and I are just trying to work that out. Hopeless. Oh, oh right, okay. <laughs> what, what were you two thinking? I have no idea. I, I was trying to put other words in there. Red line. Uh, yeah, I was, I was putting other letters in there. these two riddles no, no, at no, all. No, no. Which doesn't bode well for the first half teaser. Mm, no, no, not going well. Have you got any in the first I've half got, teaser? I've got an absolute cracker here. That. Okay, give us it. It's a team game. Let me see yours. <laughs> Give us it again, Hugh. Yeah, since 2016, seven Scots have been promoted from the English Championship to the English Premier League by winning the playoffs. Who are they? Yeah, you can see that at Clyde SSB. Remember to get all your answers in the one tweet. Sandy Logan has a few in there. He's gone for Ryan Christie. Nope, not there. Ollie McBurney. Nope. John Fleck. No. And Kenny McLean. Oh, well, he's at Norwich, you bounce up and down, look, but no, he's not on this list. Yeah, they tend to go up automatically, don't they? And he's also gone for Liam Cooper. No. Sorry, I've just eviscerated your tweet there, Sandy Logan. There's uh, still a bit of work to be done for you. Kenny Mackay says Angus Gunn. No. It's another of the Norwich contingent as well. How are you two getting on making yeah, some sort of okay, progress? Yeah, produce... okay. Daz, is, Daz has got a good one there. Yeah, you happy that, Hugh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, are we nodding ahead? I'm happy with that. Yeah, they're firing. They're firing on some oh, balls. They're firing. Lear Spittle with a good pass to Kevin Van Veen, but Laidlaw was out quickly to gather as he tried to round him. Kevin Van Veen looking to score for was that a ninth consecutive oh. Premiership match, which, which is incredible. Um, make him the record holder I think uh, we went on about Ian St John and Dixie Deans Craig Dargo remember Craig Dargo come on okay. do you remember yeah, I yeah. seen Craig Dargo this morning well he, he did an 8 yeah. in a row as well why did you see him this morning because he's he's my partner's brother-in-law Oh, and we were we over his house how weird is that you mentioned yeah, Craig yeah. yeah yeah Craig's a good goal scorer tell him yeah. I mentioned them he'll be listening yeah, he'll, <laughs> he'll be listening good striker yeah. yeah you didn't have Dargs did you at any club no, it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he is listening. Aye, <laughs> oh, terrific player. He's now at Thistle now, and on the staff at Thistle, so ah. a good weekend for for Thistle and Craig. Yeah, Kilmarnock, Inverness, Mirren, loads of clubs. Yeah. Craig Dargo. Yeah, actually, Craig, uh, how things are, are, are weird. Craig was playing the day St Mirren beat Celtic 4-0. Yes. Tony Mowbray's last game, yeah. and <laughs> I was guilty of probably three of those goals. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Weird how your path cross again. 
Has he ever? Does he ever mention it? Ah, he keeps it. He, he downplays it. He's fairly quiet. You know. He's a quiet boy. Is he? I don't really know him that well. Uh, I feel, well, why is this turned into this? Turned into the Craig Dargo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> this is your life. He's getting on smashing now. We phone in the open line at five. Yeah. Then he can stick the boot in. That's when he'll do it. He'll leave it for on air. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty quiet across the grounds in the last few minutes. Celtic still one all with St Mirren. Nil-nil between Motherwell and Ross County. Kilmarnock 1-0 down at home to St Johnston. And one all between Livingston and Dundee United. Of course, big game tomorrow. Hibs against Rangers. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting one at 5.15 tonight as well. Hamilton against Airdrie. That will be a, a cracker to see who will be in the Championship and who will be in League Derby. 1 next season. Yeah... Dreadful publicity surrounding the Hamilton Ackies fans who verbally abused their manager, uh, but they really have to get behind them. Uh, I read uh, Colin McGowan, the chief executive at uh, Hamilton, talking about the toxic nature of some of the supporters. Surely, to goodness, you get behind the club, the manager, the players tonight when it's the, the Lanarkshire derby and it, it could do as much for you as this one could for the Ackies. Luke Chambers off the post for Kilmarnock, David Watson couldn't turn in the rebound the best chance for Kilmarnock so far a good story about Luke Chambers during the week as well that he turned down the chance to go to the under 20s World Cup with England in Argentina to stay with Kilmarnock for the last three games of the season and help them fight off relegation. By the way a good player I've seen him in his debut um, against Dundee Night at Rugby Park <laughs> he looked a good sign and um, but it speaks volumes. I don't think the English FA will be too happy about that. I heard that they only went out there. Is it sixteen players and three of those are goalkeepers? Because so many of the clubs have pulled their players out. But for Kilmarnock and Luke Chambers, it makes sense. It's for the players down south who are getting no game time and clubs have mm. pulled them out needlessly. Who, but well done to them. Where are they going? Did you say Argentina? Argentina. Yeah. Who yeah. needs Buenos Aires when you can have Barassi? I lost a great trip to Monte Carlo. I told that story. Oh, bore off with that. What was that to Scotland? You told us. Scotland under have 18. Have you not heard I, this, Andrew? I, I, no. By the way, I was a, I was a very important player. I, that, was a, that was a time I made my sort of a... It wasn't my debut, obviously. I played against St Mirren at Love Street. Old Love Street, Fraser, remember that. And I was sitting there with my Scotland suit on, going to the airport, flying out. Private jet waiting to have me to go to Monte Carlo. <laughs> Greggy pulls me in. So that's just true. He tells a story every two weeks. No, no, no. And is it different every two weeks? No, as no. Well? But my, my, my best one is I was in the first team against St. Mern. The following week, I was on the bench. The following week, I was in the squad, didn't make it. The following week, I was in the reserves. And the following week, I was sub with the reserves. Within this, and I still had my Monte Carlo suit on. Can <laughs> I go to subs with the reserves? <laughs> I, did, I, I went for first team and worked all my way down. And oh. I'll tell you what, it was absolute. That's a record. Van Veen and all thought, that can forget have about. We thought Morelos's attitude was bad sitting <laughs> on the bench. Imagine you, this guy. Do you know? I was sit, I was sitting on the bench. I, I think we were playing. I think we were playing Hibs or something. I was sitting on my bench going. Four weeks ago, I was getting told I couldn't go to Monte Carlo because I was sitting an important part of this squad knew I kind of got a game in the reserves oh, shows dear. the standard of you. Yeah. you but you made the Klein sound very humorous I oh, was brilliant here yeah. I was good <laughs> it gave me a couple of days just to reflect a couple of weekends nice and easy yeah. 
a wee bit of action around the ground St Mirren having a decent spell a half chance for Richard Taylor from a corner but his control was poor and Joe Hart grabbing that one Alex Samuel unlucky with a low shot for Ross County they've not ventured forward too much but first opportunity for them Christian Montano for Livingston really good effort from the edge of the box that one flew just wide and then another chance for uh, Ross County as well it was a Baldwin header wide from a corner but I think Liam Kelly had that one if well covered if you're Coglu you really can't just dismiss what's going on at the back for Celtic today you know they, they have just looked all over the shop uh, they, they are back in the game they've equalised and they have peppered the, the submitting goal with all manner of shots but at the back they're not doing terribly well does it possibly highlight how key Cameron Carter-Vickers is and how much Celtic miss him when he's not in the team well he's the one because I've no doubt Alistair Johnson the contribution he's made he's been outstanding but Carter-Vickers is the one at the glue that holds him all together I think if Alistair Johnson's in that side today and it's a watt at centre half you're still seeing some of the problems I think Carter-Vickers just brings a calmness to the the full thing at the back so like it, it serves up as a reminder to Ange Postacoglu that although his squad's strong and we got some calls in it last week saying that Celtic squad weren't as strong as some thought don't quite believe that but in that position I think you said does that you'd be you wouldn't be surprised if he adds another centre half oh, in this easy. summer well, well, he's taken the lead there Celtic would have been our own goal it was Jota with a driven cross deflected off Richard Taylor and it was a good save at the near post by Trevor Carson and then also Kevin Van Veen with a shot blocked after a really good piece of skill according to David Freel I'll be looking forward to seeing that he's had a, a few of those in the last few weeks hasn't he Kevin Van Veen Outstanding, just yeah, the, the guy's ability. Yeah. I, I, if I'm a Motherwell fan, I've got to be honest. I don't expect to see Kevin Van Veen next season, and that's no disrespect to the club. Motherwell have to capitalise on where Kevin Van Veen is at this time. Off the back of a season where he's been outstanding, show, not only a goal scorer but shows sublime pieces of skill like you've just described. And his contract, he's only got one year left. They have to cash in when they can. But they shouldn't sell him on the cheap. I'm not saying that, but I think they'll get. I think they'll get decent money for him. Come some yeah, thirty-one. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Van Vini. He's been very open about his future. He said that if Motherwell get an offer, they, you know, that that's very good for them financially. That he thinks they should take it, but also says that you know if he is a Motherwell player next season, then he's more than happy because he he loves the club. Where do you see his future? I, I don't think uh, Van Vien, as much as I love him as a player, will have a season like he's having this year. And Hugh was saying there, 31, you're getting to the end of your career, you're starting to look at, you know, the sort of a financial side of it. Of course you do. Um, now, I don't think he's a player that has made uh, enough money that he's got to just retire and do a Gareth Bale and just go and play golf everywhere. He's, he's, he's floated about lower division football. I think Van Veen will be desperate for a move you know, to get a good contract, his last contract probably under his belt, and um, no better time to strike now when he's obviously hot property. Well, a sitter there from Ryan Strain as St Mirren look to take the lead. The fullback prodded wide from six yards. I think it was a Greg Kilty cross that maybe wasn't dealt with by Joe Hart and Ryan Strain with a big, big chance to put St Mirren ahead. So Celtic going close at one end. It was a Matt O'Reilly cross that was deflected. Uh, at the near post and then it was saved by Trevor Carson and this time up the other end Ryan Strain just unable to give St Mirren the lead however 
flashes with Clyde-built home improvements. They have taken the lead at Celtic 1, St Mirren 2 and it's Curtis Main with his second of the game and St Mirren back in front. Well, that makes it officially a shambles. Uh, I said to you, you know, that we're all over the place at the back. To lose two goals with the greatest respect to St Mirren, Main is the only forward they've got left because of injury and he's already scored twice. VAR Review <laughs> with Clyde-built home improvements. <laughs> Are St Mirren going to be ahead because there is a VAR check for offside? Well, is that reverse night? Uh, 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 no, Hugh, no. Hugh was climbing over a desk there trying to get any words back into his mouth. If Celtic need VAR to get them out of trouble at home against St Mirren, then that tells you how poor they are but at the back. Is it getting them out of trouble? Well, he's he's offside. Offside. He's offside. He's offside. Well, hold on. The decision hasn't been taken yet. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I, I'm. I'm not the one who might be scrambling over the desk to reclaim their words. <laughs> Just to describe the goal, Celtic couldn't clear a long throw. Main headed low past Joe Hart from 12 yards. Joe Hart didn't move, but we Re- will. Regardless of the outcome, Hugh is right. As a shabby, because just moments ago you see Joe Hart with the ball at his feet, unopposed, tries to pass it to Starfield. It's five yards past him. The Celtic manager will not be happy with this first half performance, regardless of this goal stands or not. Now you can say all you like about the, the, the subconscious and Celtic taking their foot off the pedal or whatever. That may be a consideration, but the bottom line is they are shabby at the back. They are, and, and the goalkeeper, you know, he's, he seems very little now. But it, but it shouldn't have been an excuse to you. I know that you can come on and say, well, Carter Vickers aren't playing, but you've got Ralston that's played a lot of football with Celtic. You've got Starfelt that's number one choice. You've got Taylor, number one choice. And you've got a goalkeeper that's number one choice in the position. So I'm not buying the excuses that, oh, well, we're missing a few players. You're basically missing, obviously, your right back that would play. But Ralston's well capable decision of going in there and play. Goal. Goal. Goal well done, you. St. Mirren 2-1 up against Celtic right, you at too. Celtic Park you too. and it is a double for Curtis Main <laughs> climbing over the desk you too you, you were right but but I, 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 I go back to my original point which is if you're losing two goals to St Mirren at home first half then the, the defensive display is very worrying two weeks ahead of a cup final uh, even good players like Greg Taylor are playing badly uh, mediocre players are playing even more of a mediocre fashion uh, and the goalkeeper for me gets an easy time of it because he's just not uh, performing like a top class goalkeeper right now for Celtic I think it's easy to overreact in a situation like this especially when Celtic lost 3-0 to Rangers last weekend but Ange Postacoglu won't be happy we know what his mantra is you know we don't stop and and all that so he's not going to be happy that despite the fact Celtic have won the league that potentially they could lose a, a second game in a row they've still got a cup final to come he'll be wanting to finish the season as strongly as possible and that is not the case at the moment. Well, he understands what the fans pay to go and watch. They pay to go and watch a team perform and win, first and foremost, but to entertain. And this is none of them. So his team reflected that. He picked a strong team to go and make amends for what happened last week. And it is the complete opposite. If anything, this is shades of being worse than last week because of the performance, the, the defensive performance... I mean, St Mirren strain should have put two, St Mirren 2-1 ahead before Main nods in and makes it 2-1. So it's a real lacklustre display. 
not just from the the back line at Celtic, but the I've, full I've, team. I've got to say, it's, it's shambolic defending, and you, you can't even the, the 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 Celtic supporters would admit that. But once again, I'm looking, and I'm going to point the finger at Joe Hart. Yeah, he's. It's, it's a powder puff header it's a, And he made no attempt he, uh, Terrible Absolutely but terrible I see last week I, I may have mentioned this or, But just briefly Rangers setting goal People say well It's a great header from John Souter See when you watch it again It's not right in the corner of the header Joe Hart no. did not move last week And for anyone who Who has not seen the goal yet today Curtis Main, you're right It's a soft header And he's rooted to the spot Right, let's wrap this up before we get our half times. The first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since 2016, seven Scots have been promoted from the English Championship to the English Premier League by winning the playoffs. They are Scott McKenna, who did it with Nottingham Forest in 2022, Tom Kearney, who's done it twice with Fulham in 2017 and 2021, Kevin McDonald, also at Fulham, same two years, John McGinn, Aston Villa 2019, Andy Robertson at Hull in 2016, and in that same season, Robert Snodgrass and Sean Maloney at Hull as well. And we have a full podium as well. In third place is BKRFC 1972. In second place, Kieran Polland. And in first place, taking the bragging rights, is Joe McCormack. How did you two get on? Yeah, very well. Ah, uh, we got three. Three. <laughs> so not, not that well. Yeah, long way off. 50%. I can't believe I didn't get Maloney when we went Robertson and Snodgrass. Well, how about this? There is a red card for Kilmarnock. David Watson, the youngster with a straight red card. It was a foul on Ballantyne. John Beaton was well placed. He took his time before pulling the card out. There was the usual VAR check, of course, because it was a red card, but didn't look great from the youngster David Watson and Kilmarnock. 1-0 down and now down to 10 men as well. Mm. And a very good player too, Watson. Um, so, twists and turns again. Uh, a goal down and now a man down. Everything uh, that Stephen McLean visualised yeah. and manifesting is coming true. Yeah, the, the VAR check is now complete, so David Watson is off. He's had a very good season, David Watson, since he's been uh, put into the first team. I think he's just 18 years old. He's won the club's Young Player of the Year award, but that's a, a moment he'll want to forget quickly. Yeah, um, especially when the game's so important. You've probably walking out there thinking, I've let my teammates down, I've let everybody uh, round about me down, but uh, there's still a bit of football to be played in that. And they need to show a bit of character now, but St Johnston favourites to that could be a big day for them two, two minutes two minutes added at Fir Park two minutes added at the Tony Macaroni Arena and the same minimum two minutes added at Celtic Park as well so not far away from those half time scores St Mirren with a lead at Celtic Park still nil nil between Motherwell and Ross County St Johnston have 11 men against Kilmarnock's 10 and our goal up as well Livingston 1 Dundee United 1 we do have our first half time let's go to Fir Park with David Freel 
Yeah, half-time Andrew Motherwell, nil Ross County now as I said earlier on there's bouncy castles outside for the Motherwell family fun day but unfortunately not too much entertainment inside the stadium Motherwell have dominated possession they've had most of the pressure but have been frustrated by a very good county team so far very well organised as the guys were saying a point probably wouldn't be the worst result for Malcolm Mackay's side and they haven't been too adventurous so they did come into the game towards half-time Paul McGinn surprisingly has been one of Motherwell's biggest threats he had a couple of shots from distance Kevin Dean unsurprisingly has also been a threat he's aiming to score in his ninth successive game he's been very good again constant threat 16 minutes he burst free in the left and was denied by a decent Ross Lade loss save the county keeper was then quick off his line to thwart Van Veen after a brilliant Blair Spittle pass he's been yielded good for Motherwell Van Veen had a shot blocked Motherwell kept looking for the opener but towards the second uh, half time whistle county did pose a bigger threat Alex Samuel he's been constantly running did well to find space sent a low shot and she's past the post Jack Baldwin then got on the end of a corner but he headed well away so Con- County will probably be the happier of the two teams so far but everyone will be hoping for more excitement in the second half half time Motherwell nil Ross County nil half time at Celtic Park Fraser Wishart it is a surprise Celtic 1 St Mirren 2 the Celtic fans well, it's maybe the only time this season very quiet at half time because it's not going to plan Celtic have had lots of possession as they always do but they've hardly created any chances inside the penalty box and Trevor Carson is a month ago has had to deal with a few good shots from distance but very little from close range but when St Mirren go to the other end in the few occasions they've got for they've looked very dangerous and looked like scoring a goal and Curtis Main has scored two for them with Kyogo with a fantastic finish sandwiched in between them Celtic as you expect he started really brightly actually moving the ball quickly pressure to St Mirren go but in four minutes it was St Mirren that took lead it was quite simple a long ball in behind Iwata playing at centre back Curtis Main first onto the ball he ran into the into the box from the byline he cut back through a Ralston tackle onto his right foot his low shot went under Joe Hart it wasn't a great effort and I think the keeper should have done better but St Mirren were one up the lead lasted only ten minutes a brilliant goal by Celtic Iwata at the back with a really sharp pass into Hattati who controlled it and then with his second touch lovely pass to was spun into the inside right position his control was excellent and he fired the ball high past Carson into the net it was a brilliant finish by the player of the year Celtic now almost exclusively in St Mern's half moving the ball well plenty of movement by the players O'Reilly tested Carson the low left foot shot saved at his left hand post by the St Mern goalkeeper Atati was just over with Carson scrambling a fierce shot from 25 yards but then Celtic all of a sudden the tempo dropped became a bit slack on the ball fans became quieter as he couldn't get in behind the St Mern defence and no real chances at this stage. St Mern began to grow in confidence, they had a decent spell, a number of crosses into the Celtic box, a couple of corners and from that second corner, Richard Taylor, the ball fell to the big centre half inside the six yard box, he needed to just control it and finish, but his control was poor and Joe Hart grabbed the ball, then at the other end Carson had to move smartly to stop an own goal, Jota as he's done, continually on the right hand side, really testing small, but a low driven cross that hit Richard Taylor and almost sneaked in the near post, good save by the goalkeeper, and in 38 minutes, no surprise really, St Mern again back on the attack they took the lead a long throw from the right hand side into the box it wasn't clear Marco Hara headed the ball looked over the defence to Curtis Main who had his firmly past Joe Hart to his right the Varchek gave a goal the keeper didn't move to see the ball and then Celtic the fans really unexpectedly behind moved forward to try and get the equaliser O'Reilly again forced a save from Carson 25 yards good save by the goalkeeper to the left but to be honest Celtic no real tempo they have to get in behind the St Mern defence move the ball quicker in the second half and they have to defend better because as we said before the game St Mern won't get forward too often but when they do they have to make the most of it and boy have they done that with those two Curtis main goals half time at Celtic Park Celtic 1 St Mern 2
Roger Hanna has the half-time story at Rugby Park. It's Kilmarmock now, St Johnson won at the break, Andrew, a great start by St Johnson. It could have been ahead after seven minutes. Ryan McGowan back at the heart of the midfield, freeing three right down the right-hand side. His angle drive, really good save by the Kilmarmock goalkeeper, Sam Walker. But the host just didn't heed that warning and they were behind after 11 minutes. Graham Carey on his 34th birthday, swinging in a corner to the back post. No Kilmarmock head went up for it. And there was the St Johnson captain, Liam Gordon, the man match winner against Indy United a fortnight ago at McDermott Park heroes heist and boomed his head at home Cameron Ballantyne making a first ever start for Saints he was booked for a foul on David Watson soon afterwards and it really did take Derek McInnes' side a while to beat a pass to Remy Matthews goal Kel Vassell volleyed high over the bar after 31 minutes and then two minutes later Luke Chambers who's playing today after saying he would miss the world under whistled under 20 cup with England and Argentina he hit a post with a low drive with Watson just unable to turn home the rebound. Liam Donnelly was the next Kelly player to threaten equaliser two minutes before the break as he flashed an angle drive inches past the far post but then disaster for Kilmarnock a minute from half time as young midfielder watching so impressive in the, in the engine room this season. He went in very heavily on midfield adversary Ballantyne. Referee John Beaton took his time to assess things. He was well placed and he pulled out a red card the decision back by VAR Andrew Dallas. It really looks an uphill battle for Kilmarnock with 10 men in the second half. As things stand, Kelly are in the relegation spot. St Johnson are safe and Stephen McLean might yet be proved correct. Kilmarnock nil, St Johnson won. And half-time between Livingston and Dundee United, Dave Galloway. Half-time, Andrew Livingston won, Dundee United won. United very quickly out of the traps, forcing a corner after just 15 seconds. But Livy took the lead 11 minutes in after some really dreadful defending. Birigiti and Aina got their wires horribly crossed. Anderson pounced, went round the keeper and finished quite superbly from a tight angle. De Lucas thought he'd made it 2-0, but his strike after a free kick was pumped into the box, was ruled out for handball, but after 21 minutes it was 1-1 thanks to a superb volley by Harks from just outside the box, low into the net after McLeod's ball in. Stephen Kelly almost restored Libby's lead with a free kick up and over the wall but also just over the bar. Harks drilled in a drive as he went for his own and the Tangerine second goal, however a deflection, took the ball wide of target. Both sides having a real go and Montano showed fine skills indeed, beating two or three men to fashion an opening on the edge of the box, but he had his uh, head in his hands after his pile driver of a shot fizzed narrowly past the keeper's left-hand post. A good first half for the fans to watch. The home side maybe just about have the edge, but at the interval it's all square. Livingston 1, Dundee United 1. A full round-up of your half-time scores next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores across the country. Let's start with the Scottish Premiership in the early kickoff. A full-time score, Hearts 2, Aberdeen 1. In the 3 o'clock kickoffs at half-time, it's Celtic 1, St Mirren 2, Kilmarnock 0, St Johnston 1, Livingston 1, Dundee United 1 and Motherwell 0, Ross County 0. The only lower league action is the Scottish League 2 playoff final second leg between Albion Rovers and Spartans. At half-time, it's Albion Rovers 0, Spartans 1, which means Spartans lead 2-1 
on aggregate in the English Premier League in the early kickoff, Tottenham 1 Brentford 3 was a full time score and the half time scores Bournemouth 0 Manchester United 1, Fulham 1 Crystal Palace 1, Liverpool 0 Aston Villa 1 and Wolves 1 Everton 0, we'll bring you the second halves next